Exodus chapter 17. I'm skipping some of the stories. I'm sure by the time you get them, by the time you read some other stories, you can connect more of the dots. Exodus 17. I'll read from verse 8 to 13. Exodus 17. 8 to 13. Then Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose for us men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told him and fought with Amalek. Why? Listen to this. Aaron and Or went up to the top of the hill. Whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. Whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands grew weary, so they took a stone, put it under him, and he sat on it, while Aaron and Or held up his hands, one on one side, the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun, and Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with a sword. Aaron was doing the work of just holding somebody's hand. Seriously? the oldest he could have just said you know what I'm not in the business of holding your hand I know God spoke to me to come and meet you and in fact if we if I quickly go back into the story of how Aaron Aaron was the one that negotiated the children of Israel to get out of Egypt he was the one talking to Pharaoh he was the one holding meetings so we must clearly understand that part of the story before we understand what happened when Moses went to the top of the mountain and did not come back on time. Because it was a visible authority that people actually saw every time. He was the one doing the negotiation. Let's read this part. Exodus 32. The scripture is a very fascinating book that tells us so many things about God. His plans. What he's doing. What he plans to do. And what he will use us for when we understand him. Exodus 32. A very familiar story. I'm sure you've heard this story before. When people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron. Why? Of course, spokesman. Of course, a visible character. Of course, older person. Of course, someone that they knew before. He was there all the way from Egypt through all everything. Of course, family of Moses. Oh, make us gods who shall go before us. For this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So Aaron said to them, Take off the rings of gold that are in the ears of your wives, your sons and daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the, the gold that were in their hairs and brought them to Aaron. He received the gold from their hand, fashioned it with a graving tool, and made a golden calf. A golden calf basically represents one of the gods in Egypt. So he basically created something he has seen before now. And these are your gods, O Israel, he said, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it. And Aaron 
made proclamation, tomorrow shall be a feast. And everybody should rise and dance and play before it. Verse 7, the Lord said to Moses, go down for your people whom you brought out of the land have corrupted themselves. They've turned aside quickly out of the way that I commanded them. They have made for themselves a golden calf and worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, these are your gods. Verse 11, Moses begged God and then Moses returned. Now, I want us to quickly look at this so that we can understand something about Moses and Aaron. Let's read verse 21. I'm not going to read the part that is a little bit fascinating to you where Aaron was trying to uh, say, I didn't do it. It was not me. Because it was practically lying. Okay, I'll read that part quickly. No matter. Verse 19. Exodus 32, 19. And as soon as he came near the camp, he saw the calf, that is Moses and Joshua coming, dancing. Moses' anger burned hard, and he threw the tablet of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. Verse 20. He took the calf that they had made and burned it with fire and ground it like a powder and scattered it over the water and made the people of Israel to drink it. Now verse 21. Moses said, to Aaron. This is a younger brother talking to the... So at this time, how old was Aaron? Aaron definitely was over 83 years old at this time. Moses was about 81 or 82 years old. So now Moses was telling this old man, what did these people do to you that you brought such a great sin upon them? And Aaron said, don't let your anger be upon me. You know the people they are set on evil. For they said to me, make us God we shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land, we don't know what has become of him. So I said to them, let any of you who have go take it off so that they can give it to me. I threw it into the fire. And the calf came out. And when Moses saw the people had broken loose, for Aaron had let them break loose. It was Aaron that basically said, do whatever you want. Now to the point. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Come to me. And then he ordered them to do a lot of cleansing. Here in there. So my question here is, Aaron, even though he understood the plan, even though he has been following, he made a mistake. I don't know whether that was a genuine mistake or something just got on him. But he was trying to really just be diplomatic about things. He led people to do wrong thing. But that does not stop God from doing something. Leviticus chapter 8 and verse 9 and chapter 9. God now ordained that Aaron will become the high priest. Why didn't God kill him? Why didn't God destroy him? Because he made a mistake. Let's read this one more. And I want to throw a couple of questions so that we can talk about this. I want us to discuss. Numbers 12. Numbers chapter 12. Remember, we're trying to look at vessels that God can use in a great house. Numbers chapter 12. Miriam 
and Aaron started talking against Moses. Why? The two older ones said, look, this man is misbehaving. Even though God has been speaking to him, is he the only one that God has been speaking to? Immediately they said that, God said, three of you from the same father and the same mother come into the tent of the meeting. Verse 5, the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the gate. And then God called Aaron and Miriam and they came forward and he said, hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. But it's not the same thing with Moses. See, what they are challenging Moses of is, look, you are the youngest. Even though we allow you to do all the things you're doing, but it looks like you are going too far. God had to arrange them and brought them before him and said, look, for a prophet, I give him vision. I speak to him in dreams and everything. For Moses, it's different. He is faithful in all my house. Please underline that if you, so that you can do a detailed study some other time. Why did he say in all my house? <laughs> he said, Moses is faithful in all my house. I don't know the interpretation you have. He said, with him, I speak directly mouth to mouth, not in riddles, not in parables. And he sees the nature of the form of God. Why then are you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord kindled against them, and it departed. And when the cloud removed from over the tent, Miriam was leprous, like snow. And Aaron turned towards Miriam, behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said to Moses, Oh, my Lord, <laughs> do not punish us because we have done foolishly and have sinned. See, as old as Aaron was, he was still humble a little bit because he realized quickly, ah, my sister got instant punishment. I should apologize and confess. Please, we've done foolishly and we've sinned. Let her not be as one dead whose flesh is half eaten away. And Moses cried to the Lord and God, please heal her. But the Lord said she needs to wait for a week. Why didn't God punish Aaron immediately? Quickly, I want us to understand this as part of a vessel that God uses. Many times when you are being used by God, there are certain things that God will do that even though you're supposed to be punished instantly, even though you're supposed to get something instantly, God will exempt you. It is not because you didn't do something wrong. It is not because you didn't make mistakes. But it's because God looks at what he has been using you for and he may exempt you. And this happened over and again. If you read Deuteronomy chapter 9 verse 20, when the children of Aaron gather themselves. You know the children of Aaron did the same thing. It's very important to understand when we are being used by God, we should not take it for granted. Numbers chapter 16 Numbers 16 now I read from verse 1 
Korah, the son of Ezer, son of Kohath, son of Levi, and Datham, and Abiram, son of Eliab, son of Reuben, took men, and they rose up before Moses with a number of other people, 250 chiefs. They assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron here. And they, but do you know if you read the story now, what happened to those people? They died instantly. The same thing that Moses did, I mean Aaron did against Moses, that he did not die. The other people that were chiefs and whatever, they basically started complaining against Aaron. And you know what God did? Bible says that they just died. Let's look at the sons of Aaron too, what they did. They got to a place and the Lord said to Moses, he said, I remember that you guys made a mistake one time. So here's what I want to do. And you know, before now, two sons of Aaron were dead and the one that is remaining Eleazar, God asked Moses to take him Aaron. Okay, please picture this quite quickly. God asked Moses to take his own elder brother and that elder brother's son, meaning his own nephew. Take them to the mountain. In front of everybody who went to the mountain. When he got to the mountain, he said, here is where you will no longer continue the journey. You will die on this mountain. I will take from you the ordination. I will take the garment of high priest and I will put it on your son, the son will become the high priest. And the Bible says that was how Aaron died. Who wants to really work for God? And then the way he's going to die will just be on some mountain somewhere just because he made a slight mistake. And he did not have a way to contend with Moses and say, what are you talking about? I cannot do this. This is impossible. I hate this. The reason why I I just pick some of these and I want us to really go back to think about it and look at it. Every one of us we are living in the greenhouse. The question is, the talent, the gift that God has given you you must be able to contain it. You must be able to use it the way God wants you to use it. Sometimes you may complain. Sometimes you may see other things that are not, but please stay in your lane. Two, make sure you are obedient. Three, it does not matter what the background looks like. Do you know the error that Aaron made at that time? He basically listened more to the people at some point. And it was like, you know what? This is his general opinion. Let me ask this last question if I can. If majority of the people that surround you say that this is what is right. And you have not heard God say anything. What are you going to do? Aaron basically, listen to, they put pressure on Aaron when Moses was not there. It was not that Aaron wanted them to do anything. But they asked him, what's going on? In fact, if you read Numbers chapter 17, it's another story entirely. In fact, they got to a time that they were questioning the authority of Aaron himself. He said, are you an high priest? 
And we don't even know whether God called you. You just attach yourself to your brother. And God did a miracle unlike before. In Numbers chapter 17. Bible said, and even the staff of Aaron that was a stick that was dead started growing again. In fact, in the in the ark of the ark of the covenant that the children of Israel used to carry, what was there was that thing, the rod of Aaron. Because that thing was dead, it was a dead stick. But because God wanted to prove something, that thing started growing leaves on it. How can it grow leaves when you don't plant it? Like dead stick growing leaves. If we don't understand that we are vessels, you know what we're going to be doing? Number one, we may be complaining about location. Aaron definitely could complain. But I wanted to encourage us tonight if there is any encouragement. It doesn't matter what our background looks like. It doesn't matter how God has placed us to serve or to do his work. It doesn't matter the circumstance under which God has you. In fact, it does not matter how much of gift you have, bigger and greater than every other person. You must stay focused on the call. If you have the gift to speak and everybody will be like, oh my God, <laughs> you still must be subject to someone that God has ordained you or connected you to. Always. Many times you may make mistakes, but if you continue to be used by God, there is exemption. So you see many times, many verses. And sometimes that's one of the things I want us to learn from this. It's a principle. When you see a man or a woman of God making a mistake and they are not getting destroyed immediately, do not say, oh, God is just, Bible says, don't say God's hands is slack. <laughs> God may be giving them exemption. But we notice Aaron did not get a pass in the end. Even the same thing happened to Moses. Bible said, and Moses prayed before God and said, God, please let me get to the land where we're so close. And God said, do not pray to me again. I've never had any other person that, well, except for, but Jesus corrected himself. It was only Moses that God said, do not talk to me about this issue. Don't ever pray again. You know, God always asks, pray, ask, call on me, do whatever. But with Moses, because the way God had related with Moses was beyond understanding. He says, Don't talk to me about this issue again. You're going to walk in front of the people in the full view of everyone that you have led for 40 years. You're going to climb on that mountain and you're going to see the land, but you're not going to get inside of it. Aaron, the same thing. Aaron lost his two. In fact, if you read the story of what happened to the two children of Israel, in fact, God said to Aaron, do not cry. Because if you cry and you move and begin to act funny in front of people because you have been appointed to be here, he said, something will happen to you. How can you lose your children and you'll be told not to do that? The same thing happened to Ezekiel, right? And Uzziah. He said, oh, now you lose yourself. Do not even cry. Any vessel that will be used greatly by God must understand God as much as possible. Do we understand God? God may crush you so hard and yet you will say even though he kills me, yeah, 